Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free, so hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Welcome to another episode of Thanks for Visiting. I'm one of your hosts, Annette Grant. And I am another host, Sarah Karakayan. And together we are Thanks for Visiting. We are beyond excited for today's episode because it's incredibly important. Yes. That all of our episodes aren't valuable. They are crazy valuable. But this takes it a step further in the importance of um, really serving all guests. And Nat and I truly believe in uh, being as open as you can be as a host, but a lot of those times you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Do you want to start us, kick us off uh, before we introduce our guest and kick us off with your story? Uh, My story is I had to confess to this guest before she came on that I had um, an Airbnb that I hosted for over two years that I lived in and would open up to guests. And I had no idea that I could have been serving so many more guests until meeting our guest today. And I really missed out on an opportunity to, in my eyes, be a super host. And it was just because I wasn't aware. It was a lack of awareness. And so we're hoping that this episode today will make others aware. And the apartment that I was living in, I got... um, a good deal on it because it was... Uh, I didn't get a good deal, but I was working with the building owner on some Airbnb properties. And I said, let me help you out and take off one of your hard-to-rent spaces. And that hard-to-rent space ended up being their one ADA-compliant unit. So it was American Disabilities Act unit that they are required to put in you know, apartment buildings. And it was difficult to rent because the layout is obviously a little different. And so I had no issues with that. And I jumped right on it and said, yep, you're helping me with my Airbnb properties. I'll help you by long-term renting this. And I also could short-term rental it. I did not anywhere in my listing let any person know that 
it was ADA compliant. And I'm um, upset with myself and kicking myself now um, after meeting today's guest. So Sarah, you want to yeah. intro her? I am super excited today to have Leanne. Leanne, I actually met on Instagram, like so many of my relationships as of the past few years. And I fell in love with her feed for her her design, which is what is funny because, not funny, but it's coincidental, but Leanne has a story that she's going to share with us, but she's had to make her home uh, compliant for her husband. And she's done such a beautiful job making it functional and obviously eye-catching. So Leanne, welcome to our show. Welcome, Leanne. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. We're so excited this conversation. Yeah. I'm excited. So let's just, um, let's go right into it. And can you share your story with our listeners? Absolutely. So uh, my name's Leanne. Uh, Last name is Lavender, which most people think I'm like making that up, but it is not. (laughs) It is really my name. Um, And I live in Indianapolis with my husband, Derek. So I actually am from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, so, oh, wow. hello, Buckeye. Well, I didn't go to Ohio State, but you're still, still, you're still, still a Buckeye. <laughs> yeah. So, our uh, our story really started uh, back in 2013. Uh, we got married. Uh, my husband's from a small town called Winona Lake, Indiana, up in northern Indiana. And uh, we moved down here to Indianapolis um, so that he could uh, finish up law school. So, we moved down here to Indy. Uh, we we jumped on the whole tiny house train, lived in a you know a tiny house, did that whole thing, and in uh, 2016, my husband was in a motorcycle accident on his way to work. Uh, it was 6 a.m. Um, early morning, and 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 honestly, to this day, they don't actually know what happened. They just found him at the end of an exit ramp in the grass, and uh, yeah, called the ambulance obviously, and then I you know rushed downtown to figure out what had happened and. And that kind of started started our journey into just this new lifestyle. So my husband broke his back at a T4. So if you're not familiar with spinal cord injuries, which most people aren't, I, you know, we didn't know anyone who was paralyzed um, before this happened, but he broke his back at kind of like the armpit level. So he is paralyzed from the armpits down. Every spinal cord injury is different. Every, you know, basically how it works is wherever you break your back at is essentially where you lose function at. Uh, so that is kind of important when we're talking about today and just you know certain things you can do uh, for an Airbnb um, to make it more accessible. But obviously there are all different uh, levels of people who you know all different levels. Yeah. So we we spent a lot of time in rehab. That process is you know pretty intense just to learn how to. You know, get dressed and put your socks on, and and you know, just get situated in this new lifestyle. So we were in the hospital setting for five months, and uh, when we moved back to Indianapolis, we did not have an accessible home because we were, you know, we were living in that tiny house. So uh, Annette, we did, we did end up in a ADA compliant apartment. Which I mean, no, not judging you at all. It, it was a very frustrating process to try to find something accessible for Derek because. Yeah, you can rent those spaces out if you aren't in a wheelchair. And so the people who were actually living in that space moved just so we could have their apartment, which was obviously really great. Uh, and then we found a ranch a year and a half later and ended up renovating it um, to be accessible for Derek, fully wheelchair accessible. And yeah, so that's kind of our story. We've been, he's been injured for three years now. And just starting to get into the swing of things. So Leanne, you're just now getting back into the swing of things. When did you start contemplating travel 
and what travel accommodations look like for you post accident. Yeah, so way of life. It, it actually was a our therapist told us to try to travel. You know, the whole like get back on the horse type thing. Like, don't let too much time go by because you're gonna, you know, it's gonna feel more intimidating. So we traveled seven months after Derek's accident. We went out to visit some friends in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Okay. And uh, yeah, flying, you know, that's, that's a whole process in itself. But uh, we were, you know, we were able to stay in their home. And honestly, at this point, just didn't even know what questions to ask. Right. Uh, we kind of, you know, I think what comes to everyone's head initially is just, do I have steps? No steps, then I must be, you know, it must be accessible. And unfortunately, that's just, you know, not the case. So that situation actually turned out fine. I'm very, very relieved actually uh, that it turned out as great as it did without me asking. I didn't really ask any questions at the time. Uh, so we've since then tried to like, you know, get back on, like once again, back, get back on the saddle and, and go to new places. And we've, we've just kind of run into a snag uh, with Airbnbs. And this is where I actually reached out to Sarah a few weeks ago because we are having some work done on our home and need a place to stay. and. There's just nothing. I mean, I sorted out the filters on Airbnb that we needed, and there were three. Um, one was in Canada, one was in Texas, and one was in Mexico. What? And I was like, oh, yeah. like so. I I really believe, you know, like like you had said, you just didn't know what you were looking for, so you didn't even think to put it. And mm-hmm. um, there's a whole community of us out there who are just so frustrated that we have to stay in hotels every time we travel because they're expensive, right. and you don't get to hang out with your family. And it's hard to travel with friends when you're asking them to also stay in this hotel with no family room or you know that kind of thing. So I'm really excited that people care and people want to help. And right. um, hopefully, hopefully we can shed some light on the disabled community and help you guys with that. Right. So I I know that you guys. Why don't we talk about um, one of your travel episodes though? As we start to educate people, I know you kind of had like a nightmarish travel experience when something was supposed to be uh, ADA accessible and it was not. Do you want to yeah. expand on that for us? Yeah. So we actually um, went to Palm Springs, California um, with my husband's family last January. And yeah, Airbnb. And once again, I looking back, I didn't necessarily ask the right questions, but I believe the listing, you know, there there's things that you can put on your listing that would would help us um, communicate a little bit better. So uh, yeah, we went to Palm Springs and it was ADA accessible. And, and we had told the guy, you know, that Derek was in a chair and he had said, oh yeah, the bathroom's a roll-in shower. And here's, you know, here's these things. Well, turns out it wasn't, not only was it not a roll-in shower, the glass actually wasn't wide enough for Derek to fit into the shower. So uh, my sweet husband went without a shower for a week and he was obviously, I mean, we got to the point where we were just trying to find a hotel to stay at in Palm Springs so that he could shower. And yeah, so that, I mean, that was kind of like the worst case scenario, I think for us, and I would say majority of the disabled community, the biggest things is, is the bedroom in the bathroom. I mean, that really is kind of the game changer. You know, you don't have to necessarily photograph every inch of your house and measure every single thing, but just one bedroom and one bathroom that would work is, you know, is basically pretty much like the bread and butter for for what we need. Okay. Well, I want to go back really fast to this guy yeah. that said he had a shower <laughs> and it wasn't even close. Like, it what? wasn't close. I, what happened? Well, and I mean, once again, like I'll take some blame because I didn't ask for the entrance of how wide is that glass because of the picture. It's like it was an updated shower and it was all glass. So I couldn't tell. 
Like I didn't see that there was like another glass panel. It looked like it was open, but it but it wasn't. And it also had a step down. So it also it like the way it was um, the way it was tiled. It looked like it was all one level, but then when you got in on it, <clears throat> it was a step down. And and then you know in Palm Springs, these homes are older. And so all the mm-hmm. other bathrooms in the house, the um, doorways were too narrow for him to fit into the other bathrooms. So we just, you know, we just didn't really have a choice at that point. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, we did email him and followed up and just said, hey, just so you know, that's not ADA. Like, <laughs> um, this isn't going to work. And, and I will say ADA, like, absolutely. If you can be ADA compliant, that's great. But a lot of these homes, they don't have to be like completely ADA. I'm not telling you to renovate your whole space. Uh, but, you know, if you have a tub, you know, just, you know, comment that, hey, the, you know, the toilet is away from the tub. So there's enough space there for like a shower bench. Or th- there's just simple things you can do mm-hmm. without having to like renovate your entire home. So can we, should we go there then right now? Like, yeah. And let's say you have a home that someone is airbnb and they don't, you know, nothing in it is compliant yet. Yes. What are some okay. simple things they can do and or uh, say on their listing that might be helpful for travelers like you and Derek? Yeah. So the first thing to check is just your doorway entrances. So the doorway, ADA doorway is 32 inches. Um, if you don't have a home that has 32 inch doorways, just don't don't even try because they're not going, you know, no one can fit through them. Well, no, not mm-hmm. no one, but no one in a wheelchair. Right. Um, now, Derek can can fit through 29 inch to 30 inch doorways. Um, he's He is in a manual chair, but like those power chairs are a little bit more bulky. So definitely just check your doorways first. If you feel good about those, that they're, you know, that they're wide enough. Um, the next, the next place to start once again, is just that bedroom and bathroom. So I would pick the, the best ba- bedroom and bathroom situation that you have, probably the, the largest space um, with your, okay. So they're not going to renovate, right? We're just doing simple. Right. For now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not going to renovate, um, I would just try to clear out as much things. You know, a lot of people have like big stands over the toilet or or stuff that's just kind of in the way. Um, mm. the, the key to, to ADA, and I, I call it a design, is just minimalism. You know, the less stuff on the floor, the less, the less clutter sitting around is a lot easier for us to maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the the bedroom, and this is the bed is pretty simple. Um, so most standard beds are uh, twenty five inches in height. So that's great. If we if you can just have a standard height bed, that's perfect. Um, sometimes these Airbnbs get you know a little fancy with the canopy beds or beds that are a lot higher up, and those are really tricky to transfer in and out of. Um, mm-hmm. And then if if you're feeling crazy, um, so a Hoyer lift, which is what actually lifts like a quadriplegic up and into a bed, or you know if they don't have any hand function where they can move themselves, couples will travel with these Hoyer lifts that'll help kind of lift them in and out of spaces. Uh, those require a three inch clearance. So under a couch, like if you have three inches under a couch, they can easily you know slide under a couch to move them in and out. And same with under a bed. Uh, so just have that like three inch clearance. Of Available. Mind blown, Leanne. Like, uh, there you go. <laughs> it really is not. I mean, it's not that crazy, but it is just a game changer. I mean, yeah. It, it, 
yeah, it kind of makes or breaks a vacation. So if you can't, um, I, one girl uh, was saying that one of the Airbnbs they stayed in didn't have a three inch lift with their Hoyer lift. So the husband had to sleep on an air mattress all week because they couldn't get him into bed. Um, so yeah, very simple um, design decisions you can make there that would make a big difference. So I feel like listeners, if like right now you're thinking about starting an Airbnb, maybe you take these things into consideration. You know, you're not renovating, but you can make decisions like sofas that are three inches off the ground or beds yeah. that are no taller than 25 inches. I mean, why not? There mm-hmm. are so many decisions or, you know, options out there for uh, furniture and decor that you could still get that look you want and be able to welcome your space to right. people. So Leanne, I have to ask you then, so right now, um, actually, okay, I have two questions. One, <laughs> since Airbnb is kind of right now like powers of people, right? Like we've, we've made the choice of, okay, now we can open up our homes because of the technology platform. And a lot of us can now be a part of this home staying or this travel industry. Do families who have someone with disabilities, do they just look to hotels? Like why even look at Airbnb if, if there's no regulations around what it actually means to be ADA and none of us have to do any of these things? Like what is, why you know, when you were looking for some place to stay in Airbnb, was it because of the price point? Was it because hotels weren't aren't great? Do hotels stink at this too? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so and I think that's why, and I'm sorry if I get choked up. I think that's why I get so discouraged is because we want to travel with our family. You know, we want to go out, go with friends to Colorado, but no no one wants to stay in an expensive hotel or even just a regular hotel when there's not these like common spaces that we can just hang out in. Yeah. So when we travel just the two of us, we do stay in a hotel uh, mm-hmm. because it is it is just easier. And honestly, if there's something wrong with the room, we can just move um, or ask, you know, ask them to accommodate. And we understand with Airbnb that that's not, you know, that's not on the host. We, we totally get that. Well, I mean, providing correct information is definitely right. right but not yes. like, hey, you know, we have this emergency. Can you come fix, you know, move us to a different room? Uh, so, so I think that's why a lot of um, couples will do either cruises uh, or, yeah, or stay in hotels. And once again, that just gets the hotel thing gets really expensive, but it also sure. just it's not as fun. I mean, you know, that's why this Airbnb community is here because you you get to stay in all these unique places that you can check out that you just wouldn't get to go do. I mean, I, I was just um, up on a girls' weekend with some friends visiting, you know, uh, Upper Peninsula in Michigan, and there were just no. You know, there was no way that Derek could have gone with me. Just absolutely no way. Uh, there just wasn't any any place that we could stay up there um, aside from a hotel. So, yeah, I'm just that's why I'm so excited about this because uh, I think a lot of you out there are probably listening and like, oh my word, I definitely have a room that could be big enough or a bathroom that would work well enough for this and and move accordingly. So, yeah, one of the things that we talk about um, so many of our episodes is this: this is a side hustle or an extra way for people to earn income. And I think this is one of those opportunities where there's a couple of situations. Either A, you know, you moved into a home that was ADA compliant before you moved in. Maybe you don't, you know, maybe you want to make some renovations to it, but this could be a way to to help others out that you weren't even realizing. Let's say you had a home that you made ADA compliant for someone that was living there. They maybe moved out, you know, and you have this now that you could actually share um, with other people. Or let's say you're a couple just like yourself, Leanne, and like, hey, why don't we share our home 
our share our space with others that um, may have encountered the same obstacles as us. So like that, there's just, to me, it's even opening up, could potentially open our listeners' eyes to this whole other financial entrepreneurial opportunity to something they, you know, either they built out themselves or they, you know, bought into. Well, even landlords, you have yep. these places that mm-hmm. apparently are hard to rent out, quote unquote, and so you're renting them to people who do not have disabilities mm-hmm. or not instead short-term rent it, be very clear about the ADA options within it. And then, because like, with Leanne, you searched in your area, mm-hmm. you couldn't find anything except for Texas and Canada and wherever else. It's just crazy town when yeah. there's all these apartments out there that apparently, quote-unquote, cannot get rented, which mm-hmm. is just... And I'm sure, Leanna, maybe in your own family or you know, in your network of people, there might be people that have someone that their home, they've made ADA compliant just for the times that they come to visit mm-hmm. or hang out and right. they have all this other time that they could be hosting mm-hmm. other people in their home and sharing that accessibility mm-hmm. with them. So um, I think maybe through this episode, we could hopefully you know, spark maybe this network, this underground network of such where people, they know like their own people live in their space and how they can maneuver and start sharing their space. You know, it doesn't have to Absolutely. be time. And that's what's so great about Airbnb. Um, Sarah and I talk about this all the time. You get to choose who your guests are, you know, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's something where within your network, Leon, we say, hey, why don't you list your space on on Airbnb? So when people do, travelers do come to town, you can host them, you know? Right. Um, there could definitely be something there, there where um, there's, you know, multiple value exchanged there. So, so Leanne, yeah, I think I mentioned this to you, but here's where I want to take the conversation next. I have an Airbnb that's right now, 100% gutted. Like she doesn't have any walls inside. She just oh, has joists yes. uh, uh, and some two by fours and <laughs> I'm ready to like reconstruct her and we're really close to the nationwide children's hospital. Yeah. And you know, I understand that the children who are going through care are probably staying at the hospital, but, you know, before they go to the hospital or perhaps after they're done with treatment, like they can hang out in town for a while. I'm just thinking about what Absolutely. this house, ADA. So my first question to you, I know you said the doorway has to be uh, 32 inches. Mm-hmm. What about leading up to the doorway? Like if there are stairs, does one have to do a ramp or um, what are some other ways that... Because if I don't have a clearance for a ramp, right? No. Put in. What are some other ideas I can think about? Yeah. So this is just honestly a super simple solution. Um, Walmart actually sells these things called telescope ramps, and they are maybe a hundred hundred dollars, I think. And they are they fold up and just pop out, and we can clear about five steps with a set of telescope ramps. I carry them with me. They're awesome. So that was one thing I was gonna say is like, man, if you have a couple steps, even even three or four steps, you are not you're not toast. Um, just grab a, grab a set of set of portable ramps. Once again, Walmart sells them. I'm sure you can find them on Amazon. Telescope ramps. Yeah, we'll make sure Leanne, to um, <clears throat> we'll link those. In the yes, show notes. we'll make yes. sure we have the right one that you that you endorse that you use. Yeah, that would yeah that would be great because because I know I mean you know we actually don't even have a ramp here at our house. They're expensive. They're expensive to build, and honestly, they're not super aesthetically pleasing. So if you even just can say in your listing, like we do have ramps available um, if needed, and then you can just store them in a closet. They actually fit right in the back of our trunk. They're real small. Well, uh, and I could even have them, yeah, like you said, like in the Airbnb. So you don't have to travel if you're flying in. We got you. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we've got okay. the stairs. We You're have the a two-inch open door. Now my my home, this home is two stories. Okay. To be compliant, do I need to have a way for the guests to get upstairs? Or if the first floor is compliant, then that's great. Yeah. I would say for an Airbnb that as long as there's a bedroom and a bathroom downstairs that the guests can use, that's totally fine. Okay. Um, I, at least I'm speaking for probably for me and then all of the the couples out there who are like, we just want to be able to stay in one bedroom bathroom. So yeah, uh, yeah that did just as long as that, that bedroom downstairs would work. And then, so then all the, okay. all the hallways and passageways should yep. be through two inches. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If possible, obviously downstairs or anywhere that you think, once again, the, the place we stay in Palm Springs, like Derek couldn't get into the down, the hallway downstairs or any of those bedrooms, but it didn't matter. Like we just needed to be able to access the main living space and the other bedroom. Sure. Um, so when you, when you walk in, I think I would say, obviously, open spaces, not super fluffy carpet. We can do carpet. Uh, I use carpet mm. tape that just pins it down so it doesn't get snagged on wheels. Uh, when we've you know stayed places before, you know we can always roll up a carpet or things like, like that is not not a big deal. Um, that it's like throw rugs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's really easy to move. Uh, the other in the kitchen, if you're, I'm, I'm for some reason imagining your house being like family room, kitchen, bedroom. So I'm just no, I'm, I love it. Keep going. I'm rolling down. <laughs> so yeah, your your family room has at least a couple seating options. You know, pretty pretty open. Once again, not a huge deal because we can move furniture around in the kitchen. I would say if you know, you know, this guest is definitely going to reach out and say, "Hey, we have someone in a wheelchair." Um, they should abs- they would know to do that. Uh, I would go ahead and just put your plates and cups down on the lower level if possible. Just make that easy on them, and you can even leave a note like, "Hey, you know, I've, I've moved the kitchen utensils, everything just within reach." You know, we've gone places that are so high that Derek can't really even reach. Yeah. You know, to get a, get a plate down, so we have like a little setup for him, and no one, you know, no one wants to feel like a kid like. Hey, your plate and cup for the week. <laughs> yeah. So if you can just move things to a lower drawer or kind of rearrange real easily, that that would be awesome. What about countertop heights? So like, yeah, the, um, these cabinets right are certain heights and islands. Yeah. Usually, like, so how does that work? I mean, I think you know, I think apartments are under a, a totally different regulation because they, you know, they say we are ADA compliant. With this right. Airbnb, I think you need to say, you know, we would love well, welcome handicap. You know, handicap accessible is maybe a better way to say it, or wheelchair accessible. Okay. Um, counter height, I would just do normal. Just don't do anything super tall. I mean, our counters are actually our home was built in the fifties, and it's we didn't move the counters at all. Yeah. Um, and then the table. So that's another one. Once again, easy fix because we we've actually just put books under tables before. But if you can keep those, usually around like thirty inches is great. So you know you think um, when you're in a wheelchair, your knees just sit up higher because you're yeah. on wheels. Uh, so we we do have a lot. You know our our table is actually custom built because we just have a hard time fitting under tables uh, that that work well. Now if you have an Airbnb that just has like a cocktail size table, I would suggest mm-hmm. trying to get something lower mm-hmm. because that's hard. Like you, Derek can't. We actually went to a restaurant and they put us at a cocktail table and Derek had to eat from his lap because he couldn't couldn't even like reach how high everything. You know, it was the only table available at the time or whatever. But yeah. Or just um, a table that either or, sorry, I'm all over the place on this table. No, but. it's so good. 
easy, easy design hack is actually to get casters. Uh, so we had a wood like West Elm table and I got those like casters honestly off of Amazon and just popped the table up on those wheels. One, now the table moves around super easily. So we used it outside, moved it inside. I could roll it around and it just sets up a little higher uh, for those guests who are in a wheelchair. Yeah. I would say. I want to circle back to something you said in um, the recommendations. So it sounds like instead of using, just just to make sure we're kind of covering ourselves here, instead of using the term ADA compliant, we should, if if you're not truly ADA compliant, using words like wheelchair accessible or handicap accessible, that would still convey the correct message. Is that... (laughs) probably a safer zone for hosts to yeah i would especially use that and they're the not yeah yeah okay. but i mean the hard thing is with the listings on airbnb it definitely has like a button for ada like when i'm filtering out it says like ada i would love to talk to someone over in airbnb and get those filters like managed a little differently because i do think people get scared to say well i'm not ada you know my house isn't built for ada but right. we don't need ada we just need you know, those certain spaces. So yeah, yeah, wheelchair accessible, handicap accessible. I think the other thing people think is like, well, now I have to put grab bars everywhere. And like, no, you don't. We actually don't have grab bars in our anywhere in our home, in our bathroom. Um, once again, that's an ADA compliant thing. Um, they're nice. Like if you want to add them, uh, C-Chrome actually has really cool designed grab bars that are like stylish and, and not super dorky looking, but it's not necessary. You definitely don't have to add them in to a bathroom. I mean, I feel like that... I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like that's the first thing people think about. Yep. They think of, you know, handicap accessible. They think of the brush nickel. Yep. <laughs> no, I, no yeah. that's exactly why the, the apartment that I lived in for two years couldn't mm-hmm. get rented out. There mm-hmm. were grab bars everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that was, I know that was one of the, the deterrents when people would walk in, it was this beautiful space, but um, not that it didn't make it beautiful, but it was like, no, you know, they, no, they, were, I, yeah. they were everywhere. And they're just like, mm-hmm. they're paying a premium to mm-hmm. have things aesthetically that, um, you know, they weren't going to use. And they just were like, why, you know, right. can we have these removed? But I know that's the one thing. Um, I think for myself, that's one of the reasons I didn't list it as eight mm-hmm. I had some of the grab bars just taken down while I lived there because I didn't need them. So I wish, I think that's why I would, didn't even think about it because I thought they needed to be still installed. So now that I know, because like my shower did, it had a ramp and it was open, like the door, all, the mm-hmm. whole glass opened up mm-hmm. and it was one floor and, you know, there weren't any stairs or anything, but um, the grab bars, I think are... That's that's what I think the uh, the first thing that anybody thinks of for the compliancy is the grab. So that's good to know yes. that that's not a make or break. And I think the ramp you just like Boom. you blew my mind with that because <laughs> no because I you know I see when I like drive through neighborhoods every now and then they mm-hmm. have these like labyrinth type ramps leading up to their house and I'm like oh my gosh that had to be so expensive to like it is expensive put into the front right. I just I just didn't even know that that was an option that was right. very eye opening um for hopefully not just for Sarah and I but all of our listeners now so I call her Elsa Leanne <laughs> okay good I to know my house is lady so listeners if you want to follow along in Elsa's cottage this is the happy <laughs> Instagram but I I was talking to Nick about that he's like the only thing I don't know if we can afford is to put mm-hmm. the front and I feel like all we need to do, Nick, is make sure the doorways and hallways are yeah. two inches wide. We can 100% do that. Yes. It is so easy for us to do. And I would just be the proudest 
mm-hmm. lady in the black. Oh, we're going to come stay at Elsa's. Have yeah. Yeah. Accessible. You better sure, believe sure. it. <laughs> so what other amenities can I offer then, Leanne, or can a host offer if, they, if they're kind of handicapped accessible and the guest says, yes, I think we'll make that work? What are some things we can have besides moving the plates and, and towels and all those things? Mm-hmm. Or what are some other things we can offer you? Um, so on the back to the bathroom situation, and I, and I will say like that's probably one thing that a lot of uh, at least paralysis and quadriplegics don't talk about is like I mean just so much goes into just sleeping and using the bathroom. That's like the biggest frustrations basically. So with that comes um, just clearance over the toilet, so lots of space there, and then a, your shower. So obviously we know not everyone has a roll-in shower. If Elsa could have a roll-in shower, that would be incredible. She might um, be able just to. Just like minimal glass. I mean, I think a lot of people think, oh, I must have like a glass door. Uh, we actually don't have a door in our shower. And we just like, it rolls right in, rolls out. I never actually get cold. But I, boy, I'm going to mess this up because I don't remember the name of it. But the like handheld thing on a shower that like pulls down and you can like wash yourself off with it. Oh yeah, like what's the, that called? Like the shower head, and then yeah, yeah, handle. but the extension, the extension. So those yeah. are super nice um, to have. I would have that on just one bathroom. So we actually have a rain shower head, but then we have a little extension handle on the side that's hooked up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you just you know if you're thinking if you're sitting in a wheelchair, you can't really yeah. wash all the parts of you if it's just dropping on your head basically right. oh my gosh um, so that's a really easy fix um, just extra trash cans are really great just to uh, dispose of medical supplies discreetly and there was one other I thought of that was like oh that's uh, back to the grab bars they actually make ones that you can buy if you're you know if you think someone might want them that are just super suctiony they're obviously not as safe as like having them installed on the wall but you can buy ones that would suction to that wall just for you know a time being I would say a lot of people would travel with those too if if they feel like it's necessary. I mean, that's the thing. Us, you know, we come prepped and ready. Like for these things, we bring the portable shower chair. We bring, you know, we've been known to actually buy one of those shower handle things to hook it up to someone's shower so that we can, you know, rush it on Amazon or whatever. But those are just a couple simple things that, yeah, would definitely be super nice. Well, and so, Liam, before I hopped on, the interview today, I just went on real quick on Airbnb because I know I noticed recently, and I'm on Airbnb every day, that now when you have a listing, you can mark things, uh, they call it ADA accessible. Yes. Yep. And so listeners, you might realize this too eventually, but they'll they'll roll things out to some users and not to others. And it's not I don't, I don't think it's anything strategic. I just think it's just the way it goes when you're designing and changing up websites. But anyway, I now see that on mine. And so I clicked on the link to learn more. And while I think there is room for improvement on, on this communication, the one thing I really liked it that Airbnb said is that as hosts, we have a responsibility to do what we can to make our guests feel comfortable, right? No matter... Um, who they are and what their needs are. And so if a guest reaches out to you and says, hey, can you put the uh, dishes and plates below into the base cabinets, that that is, that's our job as hosts to do that. Mm-hmm. And that is why, you know, Annette and I feel strongly about the position we're taking on Airbnb and short-term rentals. This is not massive passive income. This is not put as many heads in beds. This is about accommodating mm-hmm. the world and walking them into your home. And if someone asks you to do this, this is your your pleasure to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and be mom real quick. 
<laughs> like, you know, like, and so they have a really nice conversation between a guest and a host on their website that just says like, you know, the guest asking for certain things to be ready when they arrive. And, and that's the thing, Leanne, is that, you know, that's uh, what I hope we're doing here in this episode is just like opening up our eyes and ears to mm-hmm. these things that like, you know, we just don't face these. And we'll make sure to also link in the show notes, uh, this article on Airbnb. It's how can I make my space more accessible for guests with disabilities? So you can kind of see the conversation and what um, the specifics are that Airbnb is listing on on their site. Okay, Leanne, anything else we haven't yet covered? I know that you kind of like, you went to your group and you were like, what else can we say? <laughs> because I want this to be like your big me- megaphone. So yeah. we haven't covered yet. I think, well, the one thing I also is going to add that's easy changes, at least for Elsa, would be to do actually... Um, instead of doing knobs, do handles. Um, so for for a higher level mm. paraplegic, they can't turn, like they don't have as, ma- as much dexterity in their hands, so they can't turn knobs uh, very well, but handles are real easy for them. Um, and even same for Derek, and we have handles everywhere in our house. So that's, a, once again, a pretty simple thing, especially if you're already redoing it just to, just to have handles. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess just my one little last megaphone is... Uh, and I mean, I, I wish this went without saying, uh, but you know, here we actually had a, a really trendy restaurant that went up a couple years ago, and and the um, owner <laughs> had said to someone that, well, you know, why do we need a ramp or why do we need to make this accessible? This, you know, we're not really trying to handicap people. Don't eat our our, our type of restaurant. <gasps> and what? and I just want to say, like. You know, we're 32 years old. I would consider us pretty cool. Like we, we want to travel. We want to spend time with our family. Uh, we're, you know, we are people just like you guys are people. And um, any effort you make into making your home easier for us is just, we just really, really appreciate it. Um, we really appreciate people trying because that, you know, once again, you you don't know. That's exactly, you don't know what you don't know. And I, we understand that. But if we can just make some simple changes, I'm telling you, I have a whole community of families who would just love to stay in Elsa or any house that you think would would work. And that was actually going to be my offer as well. Sorry to ramble. Would be, and I can, you know, in the show notes, I would love if you can find me on Instagram, send me your listing. If you think, you know what, I think this could work, but I'm not sure, send it to me. Because one, I would love to tell everyone about it because we, you know, once again, there's a community out there. But if there's edits you can make or things that you can change that are super easy, I would just love to help. I would love to help. So please, please feel free to send me anything. Oh, that's great. So, and why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on yeah. Instagram? Yep. So on Instagram, we are at Lavenders. So like the color, it ends in ER. Uh, Lavenders Longshot. And then um, you can email me too at LavendersLongshot at gmail.com. And obviously, you guys can reach out to us also. And we'll make sure that we can you know, forward messages on to Leanne. And we will also you know, love to help and give our insight also. But we are so thankful that uh, you are on the show today. And hopefully, we'll have a follow-up episode and we can increase awareness and listings yes. in the short-term rental market. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, listener, we, I, and I should say this more often, but uh, here's your little call to action. Can you go ahead and if you know other hosts in your area, maybe you're part of a Facebook host group or there's a host meetup in your area, 
Maybe you uh, share the link to this episode to that group and just tell them you need to listen to this episode and if there's anything you can do to state on your listing ways that you can help people that would mean so much to Leah and her family and to Annette and me and our mission, what we're trying to do. And then I just feel like you're going to get these people like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm having a problem with 32-inch wide hallways. I might change my knobs into handles. Right. How cool would that be? And if you right. know someone that already has a compliant household that yes. would be an awesome host, send them this podcast and say, hey, do you want to you know, share your space with, with some people and make some extra money too? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. We need, obviously, we need more handicap compliant Airbnbs out there. So let's all like band together and like, you know, get those spaces listed. Woohoo. All, all right. right. Thank <laughs> you, so Leanne. Thank we appreciate you. it. Appreciate All it. right. I'm Bye. Sarah. And I'm Annette. And, and we, we are Thanks for Visiting. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.